The first reading is from Acts 19, verses 11 to 20, and it's on page 1115. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul, so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick, and their illnesses were cured, and the evil spirits left them. Some Jews who went about driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, In the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day, the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and I know about Paul, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. When this became known to the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear, and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor. Many of those who believed now came and openly confessed their evil deeds. A number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. And the second reading is from Mark chapter 5. Verses 1 to 20, on page 1007. They went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an evil spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him any more, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot. But he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, "'What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God?' Swear to God that you won't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus Send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. He gave them permission, and the evil spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, 
they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people were amazed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning, everyone. Just bow our heads and pray. Father, we pray in your great mercy, you'd speak into our lives today. Open your word to our hearts, Lord. Change us, challenge us. Amen. Folks, I am going to be preaching from this passage in in Mark chapter 5 about uh, the merry subject of demons. And as a minister from sunny Zimbabwe, now there's a place, one of the things which you had to deal with was demons. It's just part of life. On the one occasion, we uh, sent an evangelist, um, Alan was a member of my church, and Alan put an evangelist into his, uh, the village compound where, where, where his workers uh, um, where they lived, and, and the evangelist's job was to, to evangelize in, in the village. So there was, must have been more than 40 people had come to faith and needed to be baptized. So it was an evening, the sun was setting, all these people, a great crowd of people, 40 people with onlookers, wanting baptism. So I'm in the pool. The evangelist is standing next to me. The evangelist knew what was going to take place. <laughs> I was just a, sunny, a, a funny white man. So there am I. There's he. And then he put two strong young men on the other side, opposite us. So these people were coming down into the water, individually, one by one. And I would... Baptized them in the name of the Father and the Son, obviously in Shona. And as they'd come out of the water after the name of the Father, I baptized you in the name of the Father, pushed them down under the water. They'd come shooting out of the water, screaming. And the, 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 the demons were manifesting, and these, these, these guys knew, knew what was going to happen. So they, were, they got a hold of these these, these people, most of them were women, but these women under the power of this, these demons were incredibly strong. They, were, <laughs> we need, they needed two young men there to, to, to hold them. And, and this just went 
on and on. There's about 40 people being baptized and, and not all of them. Not all of them had been demonized. Not all of them. But the majority of them were. Because what, would, what had happened then was once, they'd, once the demon had manifest, I wouldn't, I wouldn't proceed with the baptism until we'd got rid of the, the demon. Buddha Muzita Rajesu. Go in the name of Jesus. And the thing you had to watch really closely was the eyes. Because what they'd do is they'd shut their eyes. And that would stop us from seeing the demons. Because the demons were manifesting, and the manifestation will, will, will usually be in the eyes. You can see the evil in the eyes. And we, yeah... My kids watched it from, from the roof, from the wind, one of the windows, and they just thought, Dad's really being strange tonight. <laughs> but these things which the Bible's talking about, of this, this man with serious mental health issues, yes, this is mental health issues, and, you, and, he, and, he's, and he's self-harming. It's, it's all the stuff we're reading about, in these days about mental health and self-harming because he cuts himself with stones. So you have, to, you have to imagine the scene and the disciples getting out of the boat with Jesus. They have just escaped with their lives because they almost drowned the night before when their boat started filling with water in the storm that we heard about last week, okay? So they were probably landing on the shore thinking, um, quite nice to have some nice breakfast, hey? They land on shore (laughs) and this crazy guy from a very great distance sees Jesus, starts shouting at the top of his voice, what do you want with me? What, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high? So he, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high? And he's running down the hill towards them. This crazy guy. Hey, now remember this. In Luke, it says he was naked. We're also told that he, 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 he didn't live in houses. He just lived out into the, in the wild. So there's this, and no one could, he was so strong that he kept on breaking the chains, chains which held, which, that held him. <laughs> so he was an enormous guy. He was strong. And you've got this really strange naked man running towards you shouting, what do you want with us, with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? And I think the disciples looked at one another and said, I don't think breakfast is going to (laughs) be soon. (laughs) Hey? It's fascinating because that image, if that was you and I standing on the seashore and this crazy guy was coming towards us, he's, he's covered in bruises because he self-harms and cuts and stuff, we'd be sort of quite anxious, yes, calling 999. And Jesus stays entirely in control. Notice that. He's entirely in control. 
And this man comes and he falls at his feet. And he's at his feet. And what is he doing? He's shouting. He hasn't brought his voice down, thinking, well, Jesus can hear me now. He's still shouting. Incredible. Jesus isn't intimidated. He's not in any way frightened by this experience. Because here is a man who is very, very powerful. And Jesus is just standing there. King of kings, the Lord of lords. Yeah? And then he enters into a dialogue, doesn't he? And they... they, they um, the demons confess that they are legion, there are many. Okay? And then they ask if they can be sent into a herd of pigs, which is happily grazing on the side of the hill. <laughs> a lot of pigs. 2,000 odd pigs. Or even pigs. <laughs> eh? The pigs. Now, you guys know pigs, don't you? You've, you've said hello to pigs every now and then. Yeah? What sound do you think they made as the demons got into them and they started running towards the cliff? Hey? Squealing like there's no tomorrow. Hey? <laughs> and off they go. And are drowned. That deals with the demons. Guys, you own the pigs aren't terribly happy. <laughs> and they probably didn't fancy getting the, the pigs out of the water, the, the carcasses after that, in case something else happened to them. And the guys who run off, who are looking after the pigs run off, tell the people in the village, in the, community, in the area, what's happened. And they all go out... And they meet this, they meet Jesus, and they meet the man, and he's in his right mind. He's clothed and in his right mind. Remember we were told earlier on that he used to cry out amongst the hills. This was, they knew that man. They knew him. Some of the guys who'd come out to see what had happened, some of them were the ones who'd put the chains on him. To try and control him. They knew him. They knew what a pain he was. Hey? They used to sit in their houses at night and listen to his cries amongst the hills. And there he is. He's absolutely free of the demon. Is anybody there? Should I just switch this off? Oh, it's the light. He then wants Jesus. Jesus listens to what they say. Please leave. And he and 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 the and the and the man from whom the the devils had come out asks to go with Jesus. And Jesus says, "No, go back to where." You, you come from and tell your people all that, that I have done for you. Okay? That's, that's really interesting. 
Because one of the things about demonization is you, you have to secure the person so that the demons don't come back. And by sending him back to tell about what Jesus has done for him, Jesus is securing the work, making it complete. The other thing about, the other interesting aspect of that, they, they ask Jesus to leave that region, and he does, but he sends the demon-possessed man, ex-demon-possessed man, back to tell about what Jesus has done for him. And you'll see later on in the Gospels that Jesus goes back there. And this time when he goes back, he has a fruitful ministry there. This guy who was crazed by devils opens up the way for Jesus to minister. It's just the most absolutely delightful story. I wonder if the disciples then wondered when they're going to have lunch because we're not getting breakfast, breakfast now. <laughs> you say to me, Tim, Tim, how are you going to apply this to us? We live in sunny Jersey. And this stuff, we're, we're not in Africa. So how does this apply to us? Let me tell you a story. As most of you perhaps know, I sell. I'm a salesman. I sell leadership programs and sales programs. And I was meeting one, a prospect at the Pom Cafe, which is one of my favorite places for meeting people. And he was in sales, but he was in, in, in the finance industry. One of my programs is a sales program. When you're making a sale, one of the important things about selling is you have to build rapport. And as I talked to this man, his first name was Graham, or is Gray, I, I started thinking, you yeah, know, this is, some of the things he's telling me are quite strange. And he, I said to him, can we meet again? Can we talk again? And, it was very likely that he knew I was a minister. I don't know that he knew that, but it's quite likely because people look up on LinkedIn generally who they're meeting with. So we're back in the Pom Cafe, and I'm asking him questions. I'm afraid I didn't make a sale, but I was asking him questions and getting him to tell me more and more about stuff which was going on in his life. And then in the Mary Pom Cafe, I said to him, I think you've been demonized. Why don't we go up to the town church and I'll pray for you now and you will be freed. And we did that. And, 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 and we went straight up there. And um, so I had the conversations, the things he'd been telling me about, and that tells me about what's really going on, because you have to try and identify what sort of demons you're dealing with here. And he was delivered. You could feel the power of the Spirit setting this man free. And then after that, that, that Mike, the, the vicar of St. Andrews, Mike uh, discipled him, because um, he lived in, in, in just, just near, near St. Andrews Church there. Um, and 
He didn't buy a product and he went to Switzerland, but hey-ho. But he was delivered. What I'm saying to you is this. Friends, you are meeting people and some of them will have at some point in their lives, some of them will have been demonized. They might not be demonized to the extent of this dear fellow with legions of devils. But demonization is a reality and it has not just stopped at the... It's not just for Africa. He was a, he was a, a, a white Caucasian male from UK. Yeah? How do people get demonized? Well, one of the ways I, I, I've learned from pastoral experience um, was, is, or is through prostitution. That, that men who visit prostitutes will, will, will pick up demons. Whether that's true of every man who visits, depends on, on, on circumstances. But that's one way. Bitterness. If you ever meet people who are bitter, man. Bitter, bitter, bitter. The problem with bitterness, the problem with resentment... Is, is those negative, horrible things of bitterness and resentment, they're, they're, they attract demons like, like manure is attracted to those blue flies we get around, or the green flies, whatever color they are. Yeah? So if we harbor deep bitterness and resentment, we're putting ourselves in danger of, of, yeah. The other thing which, which can, and I know this is probably not so much in the West, but is very much a feature of of of, um, of Africa is is curses and the use of curses uh, to, to to get advantage over another family. So if one family curses another family, and particularly if that cursing has come from someone who is a blood relative, that can that can be a very dangerous way. Um, it's very dangerous because that can open up a, a right for the spirit to come in. All sorts of different ways. We don't notice how the scriptures in this passage don't talk about how it was that he got filled with a legion of devils. It doesn't talk about that. And that's the thing about demonization. The issue is not how they happen to get in there. The issue is that they have to go in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, the demons have to leave. They have to. He is the authority. He is the power. He is the king. They cannot disobey Jesus. They just can't. Yeah? The other thing I do, I don't what I don't you want you to do though is start meeting people and looking for demons. <laughs> that wouldn't be a very nice thing to do. But listen to people. With Graham I listened to him. I listened. And then I got concerned and then I asked to see him again. And as people talk and if you feel you're getting out of your depth, then get help. Because issues around deliverance, you have to, you have to, you got to learn the deliverance ministry. It's a serious ministry. Um, but there is help. 
for us. So come, Lord Jesus. Come and use us to bring your salvation to people around us. Use us to be people who set others free. Use us, Father, to change other people's hope and future for the better. And to you, Lord, be the honor and glory. Amen.